Welcome back to Biff, a podcast about superhero TV shows, movies, and unbridled positivity. My name is Dan Morin, and I am joined this week by my joyous, energetic, just unfailingly upbeat co-host. John Moltz is here. Hi, John. Uh, I just want to say that I have not eaten any monsters in the past, you know, 48 hours at least. That's good. I don't know what you guys have heard. Safety. Safety first. Uh, mm-hmm. Guy English is also here. Hi, Guy. I did not realize that you were the heart and soul of joyousness on this show. <laughs> I really didn't realize that. You do all of the work and you bring the we positivity. Found out last week. Well, yeah. I've, I've been on vacation for a week, so uh, I just, you know, I've recharged. Did something happen? Did I miss something? <laughs> No. Um, oh, no, everything's fine? Everything's good? No. <laughs> it, um, it, look, honestly, James... We know you listen to the other. We know you listen, yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. A, we know. B, uh, James, if you're listening, thank you so much. It was a lot of fun. Yes. We were just laughing because it was like... Uh, more negative than we usually do. Yeah, yeah. And, I mean, we said that last week. I mean, yeah, yeah, and I'm legitimately happy. Like I was giving. I mean, Dan, you weren't here last week, so I was giving you crap. Oh, I uh, heard it. Yeah, no. Yeah, I, I know. Mean, I mean, I, I mean, just in the grapevine, not like I listened or anything. But you know, I. You know what? Sure. Well, no, you texted us, and I felt legitimately bad. I felt like I'd hurt my friend's feelings. I really did. I'm like, oh, come on, man. I don't mean it that way. Like, it's fine. It's fine. Everything's okay. <laughs> No, you're crying. <laughs> well, I mean, you're like, okay, well, I feel bad. We can stop watching Stargirl. I'm like, no, man, that's not. Uh, yeah, that's that wasn't not the, really point. the point. It yeah. was, yeah, yeah. It was a stinker of an F. Right. Like, plus, plus. Right. Yeah, we we're going to talk about it. Episode. Yeah, we'll yeah. talk. We'll talk. There's okay. stuff to talk about. All right. Yep. Well, we, you know, we are still for the moment pulling triple duty. This is the second to last episode of the season of Legends of Tomorrow, uh, which will take something off our plate after next week. Um, and then we'll cover uh, Stargirl and What If later in the episode. Uh, but let's kick things off talking about this penultimate Legends episode, uh, which is season six episode. I usually have these pulled up right in front of me, and now I'm stalling for time as I try to remember <laughs> what episode is this. It's 14. It's 14. Yeah. I was there was will 14. be brood. I believe that I knew that. Yeah. Uh, directed, I should note, by uh, Maisie Richardson Sellers, who played uh, Amaya and Charlie. Uh, so that's the oh, fourth oh, cast member to direct a show this season. Katie Lotz, David Ramsey, Jess McCallan, and Maisie Richardson Sellers. So that's a good, that's a good lineup there. Uh, but I believe Mr. English is, is on recap duty, so we'll hand things over to him. Yeah. Also, I think... Maybe I've mentioned this before, but it's my understanding that the uh, TV shows bringing up their actors and allowing them to direct is something that came out of TNG. Like they would, they would boot camp those people. And like Frakes is a director now, and there's a bunch of them that have directed different episodes. Uh, yeah. And this is seems to be following the same kind of thing, right? Like take your actors; they want to learn how to direct. Yeah, boot camp them. Yeah, I think show. I think like, it's yeah. a lot of franchises do it, especially because they do, realize yeah. they have like a, a bunch of talent there. And I think a lot of actors do it because they realize you can keep working, right? Like acting, well, acting gigs go and come and go. You're not right? going to be pretty forever. Yeah, and and I think right. just in general, it's a it's a volatile career. David whereas, Ramsey, yeah, yeah. <laughs> David Ramsey yeah. is going to be beautiful forever. <laughs> yeah, let's just, yeah. let's not let's not beat around that bush. Uh, yeah. But yeah. even Frakes, though, like, you know, Frakes is like, 
Uh, he looks like a disheveled dad sometimes, you know? Like that's, <laughs> which mean, is a role. It's a good yeah, role. It's, it's, yeah, that's what he played in Picard. It's great yeah. that they brought him back for things like Picard and do voices on Lower Decks and stuff, but, like, you yeah, know, yeah. his bread and butter is directing. I think of um, Gregory Smith as an actor who I enjoyed on a show called Everwood on that was on the... Mm-hmm. I think it was when it was still the, the WB, but he's directed a ton of the Arrowverse shows, including <laughs> Legends and Arrow and a bunch of other stuff, so... Yeah, like, and I think he makes his career predominantly as a director now, which, hey, you know, if you have tough time booking acting gigs for whatever reason, then, you know, it's good to have steady work in the in the field yeah. that you like. Yeah. Well, it's also, it feels, it's not a level up, but it's a, well, maybe it is because you get to... It's a, a diversifying, at least, right? Like, you got <laughs> right. multiple talents. If you're, if you're interested in the field, which clearly you are, you work in the field, I can definitely see being like, you know what, I'd like to try my hand at that. And yeah, it's... Sure. It's cool, and it's exciting. So, yeah, I, I love it whenever uh, cast members or former cast members direct stuff. So, anyway, that aside, uh, Legends, there will be brood. In this episode, nothing happens that I care about. Um, <laughs> Whoa. That's, that's not true. That's not true. I actually, wow. wrote, I actually wrote real notes of this one. Okay. Uh, uh, Zari finds Constantine, and he's being a dick. He tells him that Bishop convinced him to go after the fountain. Turns out he's a hologram, and he's really on the ship with Bishop, who manages to take over the Wave Rider, uh, trapping Astra and Spooner on board. Uh, they find themselves stranded in Texas in 1920s, and Spooner ends up meeting her mom. Astra makes a real stretch that maybe Spooner's mom knows something about the fountain. No idea. None. How that... How you get from point A to point B there... Uh, other than they're drawing a straight line between things that they want to do. And so that <laughs> turns out a <laughs> great insight, Astra. Um, uh, meanwhile, in the woods, while they're looking for the fountain, John finds a young spooner and asks for, you know, asks her if she's seen anything with the fountain. Uh, and he ends up going back with her to her mother's place and he encounters both Spooner and Astra. Turns out the fountain somehow is an alien being and John wants Spooner to team up with him so they can subvert the past, making it so that she doesn't go through her trauma. Uh, and he manages to get what he wants. He gets all powered up again. Uh, Spooner, you know, understandably, uh, wants to stick around and save her mom, who is about to be driven off of land in, in a real bad way uh, by a bunch of, uh, what are they, oil people like it's yeah. texas so yeah. it's like yeah. a bunch yeah. of yeah like generic not generic i mean well they're pretty generic like yeah black kinda. black black suited cowboy white dudes who want to displace people right. and take their land and get the resources yeah. you know so that's mm-hmm. basically all T- tail is all his time yeah, yeah i mean yeah they may as well be stormtroopers in western gear you know what i mean pretty it's much. like mm-hmm. they're bad guys yeah uh uh spending your time uh so, yeah, so she's eventually convinced that uh, she's going to go and help John. Uh, that does not go particularly well. <laughs> uh, what, ends up, what ends up happening is um, uh, Spooner and her mom and uh, Astra and Spooner have... Astra tells Spooner that um, I'm going to lose my friend, which, okay, I guess so. I mean, I would have liked a little bit of show, not tell there, but they've been kind of doing that this past season. Uh, and sort of the the plan that is arrived at is that young Spooner will be taken uh, to the fountain and older Spooner will stand her ground and uh, destroy these 
white Texas men, which this week feels very, very good. I think that <laughs> I think that is completely appropriate to do. <laughs> yeah, that's, um, that is odd timing, isn't it? Top, yeah, topical. Well, yeah, yeah, yeah. A little too topical to be to be honest. Um, anyway, it turns out that John double crosses Bishop and steals a serum and then injects himself with it, only to discover that Bishop was ten steps ahead of him and he was laced with <laughs> quote deadly poison. <laughs> Thanks, thanks for the adjective on yeah. that one. <laughs> well, not just like disability, you know, like debilitating uh, poison. Just, but you know, yeah, yeah I mean, yeah, it's. I enjoyed it because he's over the top, and I'm like, it, but yeah, it just right. it, it, it kind of fits. It just it clicked in my head that I'm like, that's a that's a funny thing to say to somebody. Like, it's like a real like mustache twirling sort of line, you mm-hmm, know. Mm-hmm. Anyway, uh, meanwhile, Bishop because he's. 10 steps ahead of everybody has also set up a bomb in the egg incubation era area. And, uh, Mick ends up getting blown up trying to save the eggs. I'm not even going to talk about the B plot cause we got to keep moving. Uh, Bishop's plan. It turns out is to kill the sentient alien mushroom so that aliens can come back and inhabit the earth. The conceit being that the, uh, the mushrooms are, uh, connected to the mycelial network from Star Trek discovery. <laughs> and, Somehow, you know, they're protecting the earth. Cool. I just, you know. So, so yeah, to overcome that, they've got to, you know, destroy the fountain. And the fountain is the mushroom and everything's coming together. And it makes sense-ish. Close enough. Like, I feel mm-hmm, good mm-hmm. that at least these things have combined together. Um, yeah. Ultimately, John comes to the poison and turns into plant matter and then disintegrates. Seeming pretty dead. Like, real dead. Uh, and that is basically the show or the episode. Very high level. <laughs> I skipped a bunch. The show's because, over. <laughs> well, yeah, I mean, I skipped a bunch of stuff because I didn't want to get too into it. And, yeah. you know, uh, the B plot is mostly the other team hanging out, trying to get a time ship. And this, so they call Kayla and then Kayla comes and then the egg thing happens and it's just, uh, the only real result of that is that Mick died, well, apparently died. He got blown up real good, uh, trying to save, I guess, one of his children. It's you know, it's his child, so I get it. It's cool. Uh, so we've got two dead cast members, and <laughs> I don't know a bunch of backstory that I sort of I get. Uh, but it feels belabored. It's not as fun as like I want a giant teddy bear beating something. Up. That's what <laughs> yeah. it's, it's really what I want. It's right. not a wacky episode, but I have to say I enjoyed a lot of it, and I actually felt like Spooner kind of finally clicked for me as a character in this episode. Like I liked her way better here yeah. than I liked her in most of the rest of the season, mainly because there was something at stake for her, and she right. was more than a rootin' tootin' cowboy. Uh, Again, yes. that's what I've been asking for yeah, this whole yeah. time. Right. And I got it, and I was like, okay, well. And I, I, I guess maybe it's because it's the penultimate one. It felt like, I don't know, there was a lot going on. But yeah. I liked the twist that it was she was abducted from the 20s rather than, as she believed, her mother being abducted mm-hmm. from, like, the 80s or whatever. Right. I thought that was right. kind of cool, and, like, I, I, did not, I did not anticipate that and thought it was clever. And I liked the relationship yeah. with the mom and kind of just trying to figure out, like, can we save her? And I like her and Astra together. I mean, I, I know you said they like, you know, they haven't necessarily done all the work there, but I felt like those two 
they make an interesting dynamic because they are similar in some ways, but also clearly very different in other ways. To be fair, but, if they have established a friendship with anybody, it has been with Astra. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, I suppose I didn't appreciate that because they didn't flesh her out really right. until this yeah. episode. You know, so it like like Nate and Bayrod. Uh, I can see why those two goofballs get sure. together yeah. and hang out. Like that makes sense. Uh, yeah, this they, one. Yeah, just... they and they sort of handed us that friendship too. Right, because right. Because they, you know, they the instant Bayrod yeah. shows up, they're they're best buds. Yeah, yeah. And um, I thought that the uh, the stuff with Constantine was I liked it better again because they kind of I think it's because I take your point last week about like the spending a lot of time inside his head and just spending a lot of time with like is he going to turn evil like once it's done yeah. and it's like all right he's if not a bad guy at least a super morally gray guy now I felt like yeah. everybody was like over the hump and being like all right we're going to run with it like the decision's been made we've we've told you who this character is now and we're just going to run with that for this episode rather than sort of going back and forth about like well is he going to kick his addiction is he gonna like will love triumph all like now that you've sort of bought into one decision i felt like i enjoyed where they went with him being you know his usual crafty bastard and and then getting outsmarted at the end which i didn't mind either yeah, I agree, and it kind of goes back to like the what were we calling it? Oh, the like Schrodinger's canary thing, where mm. Laurel comes back and it's like, you know, is she good or is she bad? <laughs> Have you decided, or are you just writing <laughs> stuff? It's interesting seeing... not to know. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, I think that's an like... abuse of uh, Schrodinger's cat because <laughs> the the question is, is the cat in the box or not, or is it, or is it dead or not? And um, you know, we all know that the cat is bad because cats are bad. Mm. Cats are awful. That's they got to go. <laughs> They're terrible yeah. people. Yeah. <laughs> they, they're great, great <laughs> cats, though. I mean, I don't know. No, no, no. Turns out James has poisoned the well, and now we're just, we hate, we hate kittens. <laughs> Man, I got my next, work next, out cats, for me. I said cats. Kittens are cute. Kittens are cute. Yeah, cats they're are also terrible. Yeah, cats don't say terror. kittens cats aren't cute or else Lex will stop listening to this show. Mm. Um, yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah, that was a real threat. <laughs> uh, but I guess, like, overall for me, I just wanted to say, for an episode that did not lean hard into some of the stuff I liked the best about Legends, I still thought it was mm-hmm. pretty good. Like, it still, it kept me more engaged than yeah. some of the other more recent episodes. Maybe because it's just, like, getting to the end of the season thing and stuff ramps up a bit and it feels like with knowing that Mick and John are not regular characters next season, you kind of knew something was going to have to happen to them anyways. Right. Yeah. Yeah. And that way I elected, uh, I guess I'm just not looking for this out of this show. It felt, uh, yeah, I think for James... the most part, it was too serious yeah. overall. I would, for the most, I mean, in the, the resolution of like, these characters like for Spooner and for John um the 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 I guess the B plot what I don't know how we're C plot <laughs> was a little more wacky because you know you got to run against time to get these eggs um but those other two plots were fairly serious and True. it's not yeah you know, it's okay but it's not exactly what it's I, not a plus material from them but it's yes neither I would say is it C material no it's firmly no. in the B B range right exactly which is okay that's all right feels feels like you've just reinvented a rating system that i worked really hard on (laughs) Uh, i mean those are just letters i i can't say what they mean 
Right. <laughs> this is B territory, Biff territory. B, B is for Biff. So brought it around. I like it. <laughs> Things I liked about this mushroom connection. Weirdly, I was like, "That's cool. That's mm-hmm. cool." Yeah. The fountain and I is liked mushroom. the mushroom. Yeah, me too. Yeah. I loved I liked it. The big ass sparkly mushroom. Yeah, that was cool. I loved it, and I love the notion that, like, yeah, mushrooms are weird. Like fungi right. are their own thing. They're not plants. They're not animals. They're not minerals. They're they're them. They're they make like, twenty questions really hard. <laughs> well, <laughs> yeah. Uh, I mean, if you were playing twenty questions and somebody and you had mushroom on your mind and somebody asked you, "Is it a vegetable?" You would be a huge dick if you didn't say yes. <laughs> well, now <laughs> you've now you've gotten into my twenty question strategy. Well, not technically, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Nobody wants to play twenty questions with a guy that's cutting hairs, that's like splitting hairs that thinly. It's like, come on, man. Is it yeah. going to be? Can I eat it in my vegetarian? It's in my masala? salad. It's a vegetable, <laughs> right? Exactly. Yeah, and uh, I forgot that uh, John was. Uh, vegetarian because he talks about having a mushroom masala oh right and i'm like oh that's interesting and it's very british like you know curry is as as british as fish and chips at this point you know and like he's a vegetarian so of course you know mushrooms are good and meaty and like i'm like oh that is a weird fascinating thing that some conscientious writer wrote like that that's thoughtful you know, yeah. they're like, like they're actually getting into like, okay, who would this guy be? And it's like, that, that makes sense. So I liked it. Also, yeah, just mushrooms in general, I found cool. I thought that the, the interconnected thing made sense. Mm-hmm. Um, I even liked the idea that there were like alien spores that were here to protect us. I'm like, that's mm-hmm. trippy as hell, but I dig it. Well, sure. Why not? Go yeah. for it. It's yeah. less silly than a bunch of other stuff we've had to take on. Yeah. Uh, and broadly, I liked that aspect of it. Um, I think one one of the things that James was saying last week is that like it felt like an Arrow episode transplanted into Legends. And I kind of <laughs> disagree, but I get it's it's taking itself seriously now, right? And I yeah, I mean, well, too well, seriously. at least for this, I mean, too seriously, at least yeah. for these episodes. And I I feel like in some ways, knowing that you know Matt Ryan is not going to reprise John Constantine, it felt like they wanted to give him a. Uh, you know, an arc at the end there that was befitting of the character, like yeah. rather than having him smushed by a giant teddy bear or something, <laughs> like which would feel like, <laughs> man, John Constantine went out like a jump. Um, and I, without saying too much as a spoiler, I have seen the preview for next week's episode. We haven't seen the last of John, like in some form or another, but sure. you know, he'll get he'll get his goodbye oh, moment. Yeah. Uh, Does he come back yeah. as a force ghost? Or like, as Jordy's mom in that episode where he has to, man. Where he has where's to, the episode? Weirdly the enough, episode both. I choose to forget of that yeah. of that show. <laughs> I I like every time I see that, like it's it's I scroll through season seven probably, yeah, and, and I see that one. I'm like, man, <laughs> I remember very little about that sh- that episode, and I just choose to think that it's not really there. It ain't, it ain't great. I do love that I've all I've got to say is Jordy's mom and you you've got like a little rant yeah, right. in, in your back pocket about like man I don't like that app. <laughs> oh, man, I don't even remember that one. I'm sure I've seen it, but I don't remember. He's it. in a VR suit and he has to control a probe that's in a spaceship where oh. his mom is the captain and like something's it gone even wrong. Pay off, right? You know, it like, doesn't. You, that's the thing. Like, you never really even find out what happened to her particularly. I mean, you don't. She's still dead, I guess, but they don't. Anyway, yeah, it wasn't clear if it was, was aliens the, communicating to him or something or what. Like it's yeah, okay. It's then a, that's the one with his dad too, who's Ben Vereen. 
Yeah, he's yeah, but I think he just appears on the. Uh, yeah, I think he just screen. chats. Yeah, he he facetimes him basically. Right. Yeah. yeah. Okay, I yeah. kind of remember. Anyway, that. whatever. <laughs> Anyways, we digress. We digress. <laughs> yeah. Um, uh, do you want to rate this one, or yeah, do you have something to it. say, Dan? Nope. Okay, I, I've made my. I've said my piece. You gave it a B. <laughs> oh no! I, mean, I I I will still give it a Biff because I enjoyed it and I think that it was. <laughs> I think you're just giving a middle finger to James now. Oh yeah, hundred <laughs> percent. Let's be clear. I, I rate it in terms of how engaged I am in the show, and I did not find myself. Let me put it this way: yeah. I've watched other shows this very week that I feel like are shows that do not hold my attention as well. Uh, there is another uh, superhero show that recently came back from a long hiatus. I had a hard time getting through that episode <laughs> for a show that's been on for six years uh, and that I've watched all of. And mm. I feel very much like mm, I'm checking out. I'm like, you know, reading my yeah. phone. I'm pausing constantly to I go do things. Out. I think I've already checked out of that show, right? It's probably for the best. But, you know, it's, yeah. it's just one of those <laughs> things where it's like, look, uh, if the show keeps me interested and i care about what happens to the characters even if it's not their their finest effort i don't think this sinks to a totally meh sort of thing for me so sure. I'm, I'm sticking with biff uh you're being too coy by half because i don't actually know what show you're talking about it, <laughs> it's can, supergirl if you can, if, oh, okay <laughs> yeah. i was gonna say to put it in the chat but okay i'm so far behind on supergirl that yeah i'm also not surprised uh Mostly because Flash is over, which would have been... Right, that's the other one. Yes. Shows that I do not pay attention to because I don't really care who lives and who dies. (laughs) Right, Mm -hmm. yeah. So I guess I'll go next. Uh, A week, Biff. Mostly because they put in their work. Uh, They expanded upon Spooner's character, which has been sort of a sticking point for me. So, you know, giving them points for that. Uh, I mean, not giving them points for that would have been just me being a dick it, like i've wanted that all season they did it we got it it was pretty good i liked it i liked the conceit that the fountain and the mushroom are the same i liked that the fountain was not an actual fountain it was i just liked that concept i liked it a lot uh i felt that the episode was a little too self-serious on a show where i honestly just wanted giant bebo to like smash godzilla <laughs> like I, you know i'm not looking for a lot uh and <laughs> Well, actually, you know what? I am looking for a lot because that's a lot to ask. Like having that's, doing that hard, and having yeah, it's yeah. a hard needle to thread. Yep. Yeah, it is. It is. Yeah, I don't want to. Yeah, I don't. I don't want to disparage that at all. Yeah, comedy is mm-hmm. really hard. Comedy is really, yeah. really hard. Uh, and they've been nailing it. This season has felt like it's veered a little too much into uh, self serious territory. So, yeah, it's a weak biff. They did a good job at something that I. I'm not jazzed about as much as I, as I would like to be. And also, it's not like they've set up this is so this is the penultimate episode, uh, which, as everybody knows, means that it's more ultimate than the yeah, other ones. That's correct. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so but so I also don't think that they set up the finale. Uh, I don't know how it's going to be set up, but it doesn't seem like it's going to be a, a battle of fun. You know, like there's going to be some yeah. some heavy stuff going on there. So I guess we'll see. Uh, yeah, weak Biff. Uh, but I, I guess I appreciate the effort put in. John? 
So let me explain the rating system. <laughs> <laughs> I would love if one of you would do I'm that. I'm new here myself, John, so please. This is an A, okay? Okay. <laughs> Weak Biff is a B. <laughs> Anything in the B range. <laughs> John Jr. is a C, and Alex is a D, okay? Alex so that's why is, we is Alex a so D many or Biffs. an F? I mean, I don't I, even know. I, and a I, D and below. Yeah, I would okay. say Alex is D and okay. below, right? Yeah, Alex is so even we don't interesting have a huge range. To be a we don't have a huge range for John Jr. If you've been think. to college, right. in, like a expensive college, <laughs> any time in the last 20 years, this rating system will be very familiar to you. Exactly. So I'm also giving it a weak biff, okay. <laughs> i.e. a B. <laughs> um, eh, for, for, for basically the same reasons, like I said. I mean, it's just, yeah. I mean, I think it's uh, the season has been too serious doing this stuff with John. Um, and this episode is, you know, somewhat emblematic of that, less so than than a previous, you know, the previous episode and and uh, and some others this season. But uh, it's still it, it, it. We appreciate the wacky fun, maybe a little bit more. So that's it. All right. All right. Well, there we go. We've we've done our ratings. We've done our due diligence. I do feel like maybe I'm the. It's like James and I are kind of struggling for your souls, like, and we like try to sway you to one one direction or the other. <laughs> I think so too. That's yeah. that's how it's playing. That. I get that feeling. Yeah, uh, I honestly didn't realize how compliant and manipulatable <laughs> John and I were. Like, I felt like I was a pretty solid human being, and like, no, oh, I, th- it turns I think out- you did. I think you did. I'm just seeing if you yeah. agree with me. <laughs> <laughs> Mm. Well, I don't yeah. want to fight with anybody. That's, That's all. fair. All right, which is not true. I love to fight with people, I, but I know you do. <laughs> you know, broadly, uh, not about superhero shows. <laughs> Let's uh, should we move on to our second <laughs> entry here? Sure. Uh, it's Star Girl. This is season two, episode four. I think. I think yep. that's right. Uh, chapter summer school chapter four. Uh, we open with Artemis visiting uh her parents in prison she's very upset about the foster home she's in which doesn't have <laughs> football sunday pass uh meanwhile this uh, show hates foster parents by the way it really does oh, it doesn't yeah, feel really, great about seriously it. yeah uh, wow uh, honestly being a fo- okay there's obviously bad cases but being a foster parent is a noble thing and like that's i think it's got that fairy tale aspect of like you know absolutely it's step totally. parents or foster yeah. parents you know it's yeah um beth is talking to chuck uh trying to figure out what eclipso is since they were warned uh by him last time and she's also sort of half-heartedly trying to set her parents up on a date um she comes across a confidential file in the jsa database about eclipso and doesn't know why it's confidential uh meanwhile pat has told barb about the black diamond uh and the court has found out about eclipso from beth so they sort of partially sort of bring their all their information together um we learned that eclipso drove people to do bad things courtney promises not to rush in and says they're going to do their research uh cindy is meanwhile talking to diamond and upset about it killing her stepmother uh and she has a vision of her actual mother which you know eclipso is basically trying to get her to let go of the past and look at the future it shows her a picture of the new isa um artemis is unhappy with her lunch uh i did enjoy the line how hard is it to buy whey protein <laughs> they didn't have any wheat protein um i recognized that actress and it took me a while to figure out and i realized because i know her from twitter uh where she posts a lot of com- comedy videos where she pretends to be uh people who are usually stupid people 
Blair Blair Erskine. Uh, yeah. Oh, yeah, wait. She's, okay. she's all yeah. over the place. I was like, why do I know this actress? I cannot. And it took me a while before I looked. That's up. so funny because I was looking at her. I'm like, I, I know her and I've laughed with her a lot. And this is a good comedy bit that she's doing. And I'm like, yep. I just I can't place it. So, OK, yep. that's awesome. Yeah. Uh, Artemis throws a football through the goalpost, making me wonder if she has powers. There's a couple other indications. Maybe that's the yeah, case. She's super strong. Yeah. Uh, Mike doing his paper paper route picks up a uh, the paper which has the that the uh, Crocs have broken out of prison. <laughs> of course, Crusher is standing right there, uh, and they grab him. Uh, at school, Courtney offers Artemis an apple and tries to apologize, but uh, Artemis isn't having it. Uh, Rick retakes his exam and aces it once again, and the teacher finally apologizes, even though Rick is a bit of a droopy dog about it. Um, Isaac. The uh, son of the fiddlers uh, in the cafeteria gets approached by Cindy and they have uh, she tries to recruit him. Um, Pat sort of finds out that the Crocs have grabbed Mike and he goes to the the um, the the garage uh, and they have a proposition, which is they want to watch their daughter at football tryouts um, and then they will break (laughs) back into prison. (laughs) So uh, Pat <laughs> takes them to the house and keeps them sort of on the down low. And we have a, se- a sequence of really great scenes where both Pat and Crusher try to like ha- have yeah. a conversation. And then Barb and Paula try to have a conversation and eventually bond about uh, over their, their kids. Uh, Yolanda is serving milkshakes at the diner and they're doing their research in the Black Diamond, which comes from Diablo Island, which has been removed from all the maps, but was rediscovered by a man named Bruce Gordon, uh, who is both Bruce Wayne and Jim Gordon, I can only assume. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, they do a real Camino. Is he from, uh... I have no idea. I I only thought about that literally when I said it right now. I was like, why does that name sound so familiar? Oh, yeah. I got it it immediately because I was like, wait, Bruce, wait, is it... Oh, it was first, like, for some reason I was thinking, oh, it's Bruce Wayne's father. And then, like, no, that's (laughs) Yeah, he was also named Bruce. But what? Huh? Yeah. Yeah. Um, Also, you know that guy's going to appear because he's handsome. Oh yeah, like sure. like that that photo isn't aged well. He he doesn't look like he's of the time at all. Like mm-hmm. he, you know, he's just yeah, he's like generic handsome dude that is definitely going to appear on the show. Um, so they're trying to find out about the diamonds' origins. Um, meanwhile, Cindy takes Isaac to the lair and uh, basically tells him that his dad was the fiddler and produces a violin which he claims he cannot play. Court goes to do more research at a bookstore called The House of Secrets, which I love. <laughs> that bookstore looks awesome and, of course, runs into The Shade, who knows who she is. She accuses him of killing Dr. Midnight, but he implies that Pat has not told her the whole truth. He also says there's a difference between bad and evil and reveals that Eclipso killed Tra- Charles McKnighter's daughter, who was 10 years old, which was the flashback scene we saw at the beginning of the season. Um, when asked why he's in town trying to do this, he claims that he is bored, though not entirely uh, convincingly, uh, and tells Court to leave Eclipso to him, then disappears. We have a whole long sequence of Pat and the crux of the football game, including uh, Artemis not doing very well until she realizes her parents are there to cheer her on. Uh, but then uh, her, even though she approves, it is foiled as Cindy shows up the game with Diamond and hypnotizes her to think that her parents are being taken in by SWAT team, making her beat up court and get in trouble, basically losing her slot. Uh, but the Crocs confess to Artemis that they're not innocent of the crimes um courtney confronts pat about eclipso killing charles's daughter and uh he basically cops to that but still seems to be withholding uh cindy tries to recruit artemis 
And we learn from a conversation between Pat and Barb that they have not told Court everything about Eclipso. But Court knows that Pat is holding back and decides she will go to ask the Shade. Uh, meanwhile, in our final scene, Beth has rebooted, uh, thinks she's rebooted Chuck, but he doesn't remember her. But it turns out it's not Chuck. It's the actual Dr. Midnight who has been trapped in the shadow dimension by the Shade, even though he's still alive. That was so, a cool ending. That was a cool ending. I did yeah. not quite know where they were going. And then I was like, oh, wait a second. Maybe yeah. he's, yeah, he's not dead. It's not, it's not the AI. It's and they also changed the dude. Interestingly, they changed the actor. And I wonder if that was, <laughs> it's no longer Henry <laughs> Thomas. I was interested to learn, like, as I was oh, looking okay. up, it's just somebody else. And I was like, oh, maybe they changed it because like, it's the real version versus the AI version or something. Yeah. Uh, and probably yeah. this guy I mean, was cheaper than Henry Thomas. <laughs> well, I mean, remember they changed Sarah too, right? Like, sure. uh, yep. The first time yeah. we saw Sarah, she was right. Like, I don't know, like a scream queen, sort of like get sucked out into the ocean, kind of. Right, but we know, did have Chuck like for a, the like entire season last year, so it's we, a little, yeah. We did. Uh, I mean, I imagine they're going to want to show him on screen at some point, which sure. means casting decisions about what that and yeah expense and costs and stuff i'm sure mm-hmm. well costs and cat right. yeah exactly yeah um but yeah i i thought i i kind of so i know james was down in this last week but i really i like the shade honestly i think that guy's great i like i, I like the shade too that's like yeah i, mean, I, I enjoy yeah, but the, james is seeing it from like i, think, I don't I do like think, racist I mean, I think british, british stuff the british stuff is over the top right the it's way supposed, over the top. he's supposed to be like super old too right like he's they yeah, talk yeah. about he's been around yeah, for like hundreds yeah. of years yeah, he's a little cartoony. On. He's a little I, cartoony, but like uh, his power, I I continue to like his power. So, me too. Um, yeah. Because you know, uh, I like the you know him zipping around in the uh, bookstore, the, sh- and the shadows, then, yeah. and then of course the end. Yeah, it's effectively creepy without being as or eerie. I guess I feel like is a better word. Maybe. Yeah. Whereas yeah. you know, Eclipso was outright kind of terrifying. I think in the mm-hmm. scenes that we have seen him. Oh um, yeah, he is manipulating the hell out of. Cindy, uh, yeah, Cindy. Thank you. Yeah, the yeah. I mean, Andy just killed somebody, so that's not good. Yeah, and the, I. Th- the, oh, go ahead, John. Well, just like the weird thing about this show is, I think they are doing, or like particularly this season, but also like you know, like many of them in the last season, doing a really good job of placing these <clears throat> bad guys in a much more nebulous area than mm-hmm. than just like they're super bad because the shade. Yeah. Seems like he's probably got good intentions. He wants to kill, um, destroy that diamond. And then the Crocs are continued to be absolutely freaking delightful. <laughs> yes. <laughs> the best yeah. thing about this show. Yeah, Honestly, if you'd yeah. call this show Sportsmaster and he was only in like <laughs> half of the episodes, I would, I would be all over it. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, that, that whole day, the scenes in there and just like the, I mean, the, the fact that they are so concerned about their daughter's welfare that they bust out of prison and are going to bust back in and i 100 percent believe them you know yeah, they're crazy. i did they were the minute he the minute he said that i was like yep he's doing it yep <laughs> yeah I, I love that i love how supportive a they're supportive of each other they're supportive of their daughter they've got a good rapport i love it they're evil they're bad yeah, like yeah. they're insane they're completely awful yeah right, right. i mean but they murdered, Matt, are they, they ever murdered, good like, to each coach other in the first season right like they're, they're yes. clearly bad people but yeah. yeah i know but they've got there's something about them that they i have this really twisted li- moral compass right, that actually yeah. but it's just kind of a moral compass yeah right yeah 
Yeah, I, I like that he actually wants to be friends with Pat. He's like, okay, good point. Like, you tried to kill me and that soured our friendship. So, yeah, okay, good point. Like, for him, it's not, I, I, I don't know, I guess it's like sportsmanship. I, like, I'm, I'm trying to frame it in the way he might see it. Uh, you know, he's he's got to play a game against Pat, and if that means killing him, then that means killing him. But, you know, after the game... Nothing stopping them no, getting a no hard together. feelings. Yeah, right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, I, I I quite enjoyed uh, I quite enjoyed his his point to Pat, where he's like, "Oh, you know, you, you gave up on the workouts." And Pat's yeah. like, "Oh, you're a lot of flexibility, <laughs> stretching stuff, you know." And then yeah. Pat's line about the like, "How is prison? <laughs> prison is it terrible? Or is it kind of fun <laughs> like the Shawshank Redemption, <laughs> which he does not get at all?" Uh, but I thought that was very funny. Um, yeah, those two actors play great together. I mean, Luke Wilson yeah. is obviously like he's got a bunch of comedy jobs for sure, and like I, I don't know their name of this other guy, but he he matches him. Like those are great scenes. Those are really really fun yeah. scenes. He yeah. also has a good bit about um, uh, <laughs> they ask him about prison, and he says the gym's great. <laughs> I know. Yeah. Uh, made me laugh. <laughs> and I get conjugal visits. And I'm like, yeah. that is, yeah. Well, I, that guess, I guess that's all that you really, really want. Yeah. It really fits that character. A, I can work out. B, I can get with my lady. Like, yeah. I, I, sure. That sold. I understand you. Uh, it, it is interesting to see how they're trying to evolve the ISA to be something. And I think they showed a little bit of this in the first season as well. Like, it's not <clears throat> yeah. monolithic, right? Like, it is. Right. You had a lot of stuff that was being driven by Icicle in the first season who had this agenda. And most of the other people were not necessarily 100% on board. Um, mm-hmm. But, you know, there were pe- there are there are cracks in the armor um in terms of like how because in this episode he says well the shade uh sports master says the shade was never really a team player um and i also said like well we weren't super into the whole isa thing either um so it's kind of interesting as they're showing that it's like you know it's clearly less united than we were led to believe in the first season in some ways yeah which i like i like the idea i mean no no teams united right like uh it's Half the plots of Justice League is like, well, Batman's being a dick or Green Lantern can't be there. Whatever it is, you know, like there's always some kind of weird conflict. And showing that uh, on the opposite side makes sense. And I, I like it. I dig it. Yeah. And uh, prying apart, um, you know, not, not just like... What I really liked about last season was that at the end of the day, what they wanted to do, I was like, oh, okay, I get it. Uh, I can see why you would want to do that. What was like, is environmentalism or something? Mm-hmm. But they were going to mind control everybody yeah. to make them be better, essentially, <laughs> yeah. was the plan. Right. Okay. Right. Yeah. Yeah. That, yeah. It was mind control in order to whatever, save the world. And I'm like, okay, that's evil. And. Ultimately, a good goal, and I find that more interesting. Yeah, right. Like, not just I want dominion over things. It's yeah. just that, like, I things are bad, and I want to fix them. And that's uh, ultimately, in a lot of ways, the thing, sort of the, yeah. I mean, the, the root of evil. Weird, it's the root right, of evil. The, but the thing yeah. that's weird is that in this show, you have these, you know, the the bad guys are trying to do something good in all the wrong ways, um, mm-hmm. and except the good guys seem to exist only to stop them. Right. 
That's a great way of putting it. Yeah, I'm more fascinated with the bad guys than the good guys because the good guys are boring. Yeah, and like you don't yeah. see the good guys. I mean, the the good guys are they're going to school and they're doing their jobs. You know, like they're that's what they're doing. They're not mm-hmm. like particularly. I mean, I guess you could say. Um, Get the wife's name. I forget most of these people's names. <laughs> right. Yeah. And that's a um, problem, right? I, I, yeah, I have like never had a problem with that. She's trying to that's improve fine. the city or something like that. But, um, in, but they're not like running around doing good deeds, particularly. They're just there to stop the bad guys. Yeah. I think they've struggled with that a little bit, but I think there are a couple points that work in favor. One, I mean, they're also teenagers, like yes. as opposed to having to you know like oh we need to go say i mean they're also in a tiny town in nebraska in which as we saw in the first episode of the season there's clearly not a lot of crime uh yeah. so they're limited in their ability to sort of do good deeds and help people uh and balance that with their lives i think what i enjoy about this show perhaps more than other people is i think it has a very distinctive vibe James. that reminds me of kind of uh <laughs> like an 80s Spielberg movie, like an E.T. or... Yeah, yeah. yeah. And, and I kind of enjoy that that tone to it, that it it is it is smaller in scale, it feels like, and it has, like, the kids, like, running around town or, like, you know, something like Stranger Things or something where it's, like, there's weird stuff happening in this town and we happen to have superpowers and whatever, but we're also people who live in this town and we're just sort of, like, we're kids, right? So we, we don't have necessarily the authority or ability to do things that adults would do um but yeah i don't know that there there is a atmosphere and a tone to it that i enjoy one of the things i liked about this was the time in the diner uh yeah it like like a they're dressed in like 50s costumes they're drinking malts like it felt like an archie comic right which is you know like a, a you know a weird Back to the Future esque, also, uh, also a show. Like CW. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. No, I don't mean the show. I mean the, the actual comic. You know, <laughs> yeah, like right. it, it's like yeah, a, it's a, uh, an adulation, or it's a, like well, a cultural ethos from the 1950s of America, which, which that, makes and, and it, sense too because I, the I, I liked it. I, the I JSA like it. Yeah. is a is a 1950s <laughs> fundamentally yeah. kind of golden age organization, right? So yeah, I think they're trying I, to summon I, some of that. I agree, and I, I think they leaned into it. I enjoyed it. Uh, I, I they've been doing a good job uh, setting the world up as sort of what you're describing, Dan. I think my issue with last week was that, like, I don't know, stop signs falling from the sky is going to get somebody's attention, and it breaks sort of the tension of the world that we've built, right? Like a lot of the stuff is supposed to be happening uh, under everybody's nose. Uh, meanwhile, there's a Jim Gaffigan is like shooting stop signs at children. Like that's <laughs> that's a little off. It's a little off the what I would have expected, I guess. Yeah. yeah. And those those bad guys were very cartoonish. I mean, uh, I told you last week, John, yeah. I grew up. I grew up stealing brownie cookies. <laughs> I, I don't know. <laughs> Girl Scout cookies. Yeah, it didn't bother me last week because I didn't feel like those characters needed to be three dimensional. So no, like, yeah, I just yeah. I don't know. They're I they're the was, kids I on. It was a little. I thought it was a little. They're the kids but, on bikes know. chasing you as a kid, right? Let's not like, relitigate. That's that that, that, that I, episode is closed, Dan. Okay, we, we talked about I it last. Week. I didn't get to talk. <laughs> hey man, you don't put in the work, you don't get the vote. That's all I'm saying. <laughs> be very careful your, your with biff, the kind of precedence you're making. 
Whoa, was replaced whoa. was replaced with a with an Alex. Wow. Man, are you really upset? Be careful with the precedents I'm making. I'm just saying, if you have to do work in order to get your your hits. I did post that Holy episode. God. I did post oh that episode. Oh my god, you really you actually hurt. You like mad at me. I'm not mad. I'm just I like the yeah, I you're like a the little bit, still, you're a little bit mad he's just gonna get even. I'm just yeah. disappointed. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god yeah you're a little bit mad okay buddy um, love you <laughs> i i worry a little bit um about the payoff on keeping secrets you know first of all we don't as always like yes. secrets very I much agree. Um, not the best and i'm i'm concerned that like when we find out what they're, they're keeping from them it's going to be disappointing and seems we, stupid but you know we we'll already see. know that he not. killed a 10 year old girl which feels like yeah, what is worse yeah. than that <laughs> I don't know. Yeah, I'm not sure. Well, we'll, yeah. um, we'll find out. But um, well, I mean, going back to what John and I were saying last week, uh, I, I think John, you were a little down on their parenting style. Yes. And I was like, well, wait a second. Uh, no, like that's you definitely don't want these children wrapped up in this. Like, there's no way in real life you would do this. And it's like somebody killed a ten year old girl, and you're contemplating letting not only your I just uh, think stepdaughter, that, like, yeah, but, but your actual they're, like their default mode is is to to splash cold water on everything. It's boring writing on that part yeah. for sure. Yeah, right, right. And I think you struggle a little bit with the idea of, and, and this sort of goes back to what you were talking about there, which is how how real is this world? Right? Is this mm-hmm. our world, yeah. or is this a right. facsimile yeah. of our world in which weird and and you know magical, for lack of a better term, things happen? And right. It doesn't entirely. I agree with you that it doesn't always manage to thread that needle uh, of having yeah. stuff feel like it's both grounded in reality as well as has these outlandish things happen. I think last mm-hmm. season did that a little bit better than this season so far. Um, but yeah, I don't know. I don't know where we're going with this. It does. I am. Perp- I am intrigued by the idea that not only is Doctor Midnight alive, but we also have seen the uh, Starman or some facsimile of him right. wandering around. And it's so I have questions about that too. Um, yeah. So I I'm, I'm intrigued with some of the stuff they've been dropping, but yeah, I'm with you. I'm kind of curious as to see how the payoff in this all works. Right. Anyway, do you want to, do you want to do the ritual? Yeah, let's sure. do a rating. Who was like guy? Why don't you strong biff? Oh, okay. Strong biff to the, uh, a, a it's beautifully shot. B Sportsmaster, come on! <laughs> yeah. yeah, I can't believe that was a running joke on our show for so many years, and then <laughs> it's actually paid off. It and, paid and like off. way more than we thought it would, oh, right? Completely. Like, there's no yeah. way that right. any, uh, in a completely different way. I mean, yeah. I was expecting some, you know, ridiculous, over the top, stupid, you know, yeah, like a <laughs> one off villain. They, have, they just have nailed that character so well. He's so great, like a one-off villain on Arrow that shoots tennis balls at him, and he's like, "Guess what? I've been shooting tennis balls a lot." And I like <laughs> it could have been like a joke bad guy, but no, he's awesome. He uh, that set of characters, I feel, is uh, I don't know the acid or whatever it is that that balances out the meal that is the show. Mm-hmm. Uh, last week was too saccharine for me. It was far too sweet, and I, I yeah. just it was too much. Uh, this week I loved it, and it's not that I love people being mean, but I love I, I love the way they love each other, and they are clearly insane. And their yep. goal is, uh, you know, I mean, they express it all the time. Our daughter's the best; she's going to succeed. It's going, and it's 
they're hard on her and they're good. Like, it's just, it works. That dynamic works, man. I love it. And seeing that in contrast to uh, what Stargirl and, and Mike and whatever that, that family is doing and that group is doing uh, really helps balance it out for me. So, yeah, it's a really strong riff. And uh, I owe you an apology, Dan. I didn't like last week's episode. You don't, you don't owe me an apology for not liking course, something. Yeah, I, well, you're mad at, we've just established that you're very furious at me. Um, you can hear it in my voice. I can. I definitely can. It's the raw uh, Yeah, anger. so no, no, I do. I, I It's... Last week didn't do it for me. Uh, first couple felt like they were setting the scene. This week, I was reminded why I really enjoy watching this show. So yeah, strong biff. I will say, uh, as a note, they did. I think I sent to you guys that they announced <laughs> that those two, the the Crocs, will be uh, series regulars in season three, which I thought yeah. was interesting. Yeah. Which don't know where that's going, gonna... but yeah, right. Yeah, right. I mean, it, I could, have... it could change our rating. You know, if we're, <laughs> our overall right. ratings. <laughs> Or I thought you were saying our overall rating I mean, system. They, like now, all of a sudden, no, Biff is I mean, a sports like, master. They, yeah, I mean, if they manage to throw them in in a in a right. good way, then uh, the, I think because every time they're in the show, I, I I love it. Yeah, it makes me excited about the show again. Me too, John. You got a rating? So I mean, obviously, my mine is also a Biff, um, and mostly because of their presence, but also I I kind of like the way they teased um, the stuff with Courtney and the Shade. And mm-hmm. I don't like the I don't like the secret keeping thing at the end, but um, you you know I'm willing to see see where that goes, and um, and you know I mean anytime you make your characters complex, it's really good, and they've they've seemed to even though you know like I said I think the British stuff is over the top, I think he's a, he's complex enough to make him interesting, and the Crocs are so complex it's just constantly delightful. Yeah. Uh, well, surprising nobody, I'm giving this one an Alex, clearly. <laughs> no, I'm not. I'm giving it a Biff as well, because I really enjoyed this show. I agree with you. I think the the Crocs are some of the best villains this has to offer. I enjoyed the Shade a lot. I think they they softened yeah. him out even a bit this week. Not He's not quite mm-hmm. as British as he was last week. He's not week. sitting around, yeah, yeah. He's not sitting around drinking his tea and his drinking top hat. Uh, and yeah. I like that the uh, uh, Crusher calls him, what, a scone gobbling? <laughs> yeah, he had some long... Scum, yeah. He's scum sucking gobbling. scone gobbling gobbler uh which i thought was pretty great um yeah i i think this show is it's got a vibe that i really enjoy i like that it's so distinct from a lot of the other shows it continues to look really good for the most part uh and i am intrigued with where they're going it's a slow roll kind of show but i think that kind of works i don't think having them out fighting bad guys every week would necessarily be an improvement um so I'm yeah. kind of just sort of taking it one episode at a time, and we'll we'll see how it goes. But I enjoyed it. Good. All also, right. uh, I I really do want to stick watching the show, like unless it gets real dumb. Uh, we've yeah, watched we've it, watched one, Dumber. <laughs> we have. That's yeah, but true. Like, yeah, I mean, we stuck through some seasons of Arrow that were pretty bad. Mm-hmm. We mm-hmm. we cut our teeth on seasons of Arrow that were bad. Yeah, yeah. that's true. Yeah. Uh, speaking of things that are bad, but not in perhaps that way. Yes. Why don't we, uh, why don't we talk about what if John, what if we talked about what if, what if, um, the watcher gives us a previously on what if, um, then in this reality, Christine goes with strange to the event that where he gets in the car before he doesn't get there, gets in the car accident and she gets killed in the car crash. Um, not that he did, but his hands get killed. 
Strange's heart is broken instead of his hands. He still goes to Camertage and trains and fights Dormammu. Then he sits in the Sanctum Sanctorum full of regret. He uses the Time Stone to go back to the car ride and uh, is all sweet with Christine, but she dies anyway. So then he tries again going a different way in the car and she still gets killed. And then he tries to get her to stay home and then they get pizza and so on and so on. And she dies every time. Finally, the Ancient One shows up and tells him that her death is an absolute point in time. He won't stop trying to bring her back, and the Ancient One says she has to stop him. She blasts him, and he wakes up in a jungle where a monk-like man named um, Obeng guides him to a temple, which is guarded by runes. She then uh, falls into a pit, and Obeng shows up, and he tells him that he's looking for Cagliostro who it said could break a fixed point in time. Obeng takes him to the library where he finds a book on time manipulation. The books uh, say, uh, the book says that you have to absorb other beings and he summons what looks like the monster from the first episode and it ends badly. Obeng tries to talk him out of what he's doing, but he decides to uh, take the power uh, of these creatures and he basically eats a gnome, <laughs> which I thought was Pretty funny. And then some other creatures, including what looked like Mephisto, I believe, before he finally gets back and eats the big thing from the beginning. Um, time passes as he absorbs these creatures, and uh, Obeng grows old, and I think on his deathbed, I couldn't really tell if he died there, but um, he tells Strange that he's only half a man, and uh, maybe the other Strange will listen to Common Sense. We go back to when he was grieving in the Sanctum, and Strange then decides to not wallow. He goes outside and there's some bad stuff going around. People sort of seem to be melting. And the Ancient One appears again and she warns him that his other self is causing the destruction of the world. She, uh, uh, When she blasted him, she split him in two, allowing two timelines in one universe. She says that uh, saving Christine will cause a temporal paradox, which is bad, and that he has to stop the other Strange because he's the only one powerful enough. Strange casts a protection spell, and then he's sucked down a hole. The other Strange appears and says they have to become whole again to save Christine. Fight, fight, fight. Strange gets sucked into the bad Strange, and he sees Christine. Uh, but it's the bad Strange, not actually Christine. More fight, fight, fight. The protection spell is broken, and bad Strange absorbs good Strange, and then pulls Christine out of the car and revives her, but she is repulsed by him because he looks horrible. She starts dissolving, and the universe starts collapsing. He sees the Watcher and begs him for help, but uh, to to punish himself instead of Christine and the world, but the Watcher won't get involved. The universe collapses, and Christine dissolves, and that's it. <laughs> Man. Uh, not, speaking of things that were not a, not a, a feel beat. Good, yeah, the feel-good episode I thought, of summer. I, I just, this is a thought that occurred to me today as I was running back in my head over the previous episodes. I think they were really smart in how they structured this season because we started off with kind of a couple like fun adventure episodes that were much more yeah. simple in their concept. We went into... <laughs> A sort of a murder mystery sort of it was it was dramatic, but it was funny at the same time. Like it was jokes, right? There were jokes, even though people were getting murdered off. And but it sort of like read that line of like drama and comedy. And this week it's like hard, hard drama slash horror. I mean, I was pretty surprised at the end there. Like when the credits started, I was like, you're like, that's it. That doesn't seem right. Yeah. You're you're dying for a twist there. And it's like, nope. 
this guy's just I, I, yeah i think the twist this week if anything is his interactions with watu right like the fact yes. that he mm-hmm. sees him and they have a conversation yeah, going i think is that you know? that felt very much like a if there is some sort of overarching theme or yeah, hook this right. season it's somehow related to maybe it's the watcher getting involved yeah right also right. uh i know i've brought this up a few times uh they seem to render Owatu with the darkest dint they did it's than... i thought that was very clear in this episode in a way it was like more ambiguous in earlier episodes but in this episode i agree with you 100 yeah. percent. that seemed like what yeah, they were yeah. so it's nice to see that just because you know whatever like a doesn't matter they're aliens uh b right. whatever just go with it you know we don't need there's nothing implicit about being a giant egg-headed white dude in in the notion in the notion of being a watcher, and they even made his face yeah. look a little bit like Jeffy Wright. So, yeah, yep. yeah, they, yeah, yeah. I like the design of that character. Yeah, uh, yeah. Mm-hmm. I will say one thing that disappointed me a little bit about this episode was I think the Doctor Strange movie, and if any indication, is the Spider-Man movie with Doctor Strange has done some real did some really cool looking stuff for all the magic. Whereas in this episode, I feel like so much of the magic was laser beams, and yeah, I thought just that was a little flying everywhere. And yeah, like, it's it's yeah. just a little boring. It's like you have animation; you could do whatever you want, right? Like you're, the the yeah. canvas is so broad there. It felt like they lacked a little bit of imagination in trying to show interesting ways of the magic working. But uh, yeah, I that uh, it's a fairly minor complaint, but I I felt like I wanted a little bit more interesting things than them just shooting laser beams at each other a bunch. Yeah. I don't know. The thing I don't understand is, I mean, she lives in the regular universe, right? So right. I guess that's the difference. I mean, that's the difference between th- this universe and that universe. Or, you know, I mean, it's just weird. Like, I, I expected somehow premise. at the end that they were going to manage to massage it by breaking his hands and stuff. I, didn't, I wasn't exactly sure what was going to happen, but I thought that, you know, it would be like, okay, this is how it works out because it doesn't seem. I mean, she's not a fixed point in time in the MCU. Or at, least her, de- MCU. at least her death is not, as far as yes. we know. Right, right, right. The, the thing that I got from this is that uh, in the movie, uh, there was very little chemistry there, right? Like, that or was... She uh, is tremendously underutilized in that movie. Yes. Yeah, yeah, right, they really right. did her uh, her character a disservice, and especially she's such a great actress. Uh, yeah, right. Uh, uh, and... The whole premise of this is like, what if Doctor Strange lost his love? I'm like, I, I don't know. Well, that's, that's yeah. Like that's he was himself. such a jerk to her in the movie. Yeah, right. Yeah, he's a real jerk. He's right. so self centered. You don't get the you don't get the impression that at that point in his life he really appreciated her anyway. So yeah. like that part comes off a little weird as well. Or, right. You know. Yeah. They they do ask you to accept that as a premise before mm-hmm. the premise they want to present. Right. 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 And, I mean, and like, it's like, okay, these facts are not in evidence, but sure, let's yeah, let's go yeah. off that and then and then tangentially it, do it. it. It's also right. tricky because it's a character, as we just discussed, who is underutilized and doesn't do have a lot to do in that movie. Doesn't certainly doesn't have a lot of agency. Um, yeah. And the premise of this could be argued to be essentially like, let's just fridge her and, you know, we let's yeah. literally kill her to motivate our main character. Right. I will say the thing right. that saves it hmm. from being quite that for me is I think of fridging, and this may be, again, semantically splitting hairs, but I think of a fridging something where it's like, you kill off the woman and then the guy goes on his like revenge fueled, you know, like mm-hmm. doing his motivation elsewhere. Whereas at least in this one, his motivation was to bring her back and like so there was a 
it was more related to her character in the sense of he is determined to save her as opposed to I'm going to take her death and then go off and do something else that makes me so angry. And it's like, yeah. you know, it, it kind so, of manages to just walk that line for me, but it is not a great look when it's a character that was so underappreciated and underdeveloped. That's fascinating. Yeah, I get that. Uh, I guess. Yeah. The, maybe the ultimate what if is like, what if, Doctor Strange loved his girlfriend. How about that? You know, like <laughs> that's, that's, that episode's that's, a little less, you know, flashy. Well, but yeah, well, because I mean, she didn't want to go with him. Like in the movie, he invites her and to go to that talk, and she's like, mm-hmm. "Yeah, that just seems boring. I don't want to be there." And like, mostly he's being a dick. Like they're clearly, yeah. I mean, it's for, more. It's more like I'm not dating you anymore because. There's yeah, like for, there's no, there's nothing that I can get out of it. Right, right. But they've been dating for a while, and they don't live together there's no it doesn't feel like they're completely invested in each other and he's kind of a jackass to her all the time despite having you know like they're very very familiar with each other they're honest with each other which is you know dating style but it didn't it didn't lead me to believe that he would bend the universe right it's a it's a make the universe for her feel like it's maybe that's go ahead maybe that's where we could have gone is like go from the movie where it's a bad relationship and then have him realize that like I just screwed up. Like the the actual thing I care about is this relationship that I was taking for granted. That I've that feels yeah. like that was the first draft of the script. And then yeah, like, okay, I well there's we got thirty minutes and we can't really do that. It feels you know, like, like a better story. Like, yeah. I agree with you. I what I, did I lose? I lost this thing that I loved that I didn't appreciate. Like my hands for doing my work and the love of my life because I'm rich and I'm, I'm, I'm arrogant and I'm, and I'm a, I'm a dick and I lost yeah. both of those. And, uh, I think that would have been, I think that's probably where this idea started and where it went, uh, was a little bit more circumspect. It were like limited, mm-hmm. I suppose. Yeah. I think that the struggle with that in the movie is that you fundamentally have a character whose defining trait is like their arrogance and yes. their callousness to a degree. Uh, yeah. And it's a bit of a struggle to deal with. Well, like you said, is his, does that cause him to be isolated in terms of his relationships? And thus we don't really buy into his relationship with Christine. If if it's like, well, this guy's a jerk. Why would any, what would anybody see in him? Right. I do think that the doctor strange, maybe at the end of end game, might have gone back and realized that, like, oh my god, sure. uh, I I missed what was most important to me this whole time. Well, and it, uh, but again, yeah. thirty minutes. Is, we got to keep things moving. Movie, she is right? in the next movie. I was about to say yeah. that it does it does oh, okay. surprise me that she was willing to like. I guess she had a good experience enough to be willing to come back for both voicing this and showing up in the next movie. <laughs> like, right. or or the contract was great, but you kind of also feel like, well, they they haven't shied away from cutting characters when they felt like it like you know for example natalie portman is not in ragnarok uh because that, that character didn't fit and they clearly were like yeah well we didn't feel that it right it was necessary for this movie so one would hope yeah, that well, they're they going back her- into it feeling like okay they we have a reason for her to continue being in this franchise right yeah i mean there's also the not ugly aspect i mean there's the realistic aspect of like well 
Marvel keeps asking me to do stuff, so sure. Well, I mean, I'm sure she got can, paid, yeah. and hopefully paid hurt. well. I'm going. I'm going to get yeah. money. You want me around? Fine. Mm-hmm. Like, uh, do I want to give up another movie that I think will be more artistically uh, fulfilling for me in order to, I don't know, push a gurney around in Doctor <laughs> Strange Two? Maybe not. You know, but yeah, uh, voice work and agreeing to stuff, and I, I, I think. I get the impression that Natalie Portman came back because they actually gave her a role. I think that's a big part of it. And yeah. I'm sure Taika Waititi, yeah. Waititi did not, uh, you know, being able to sell no that. There's no way he's being a, yeah. This, right, yeah. like he. Well, she's going to get the hammer. Right, right, that's my point. It's like, but <laughs> like, <there's>, it, <laughs> if you have a good, if you have a director who seems to really like have a vision for it and is coming to you with like, look, I got this great idea. This is how we're going to do it. And if it's somebody as talented as Taika Waititi, then I feel like, yeah, yeah. you've, mm-hmm. you wouldn't say no to that. That's a good pitch. No. Yeah, right? there's so much trust there. There's like, okay, well. Yeah, let's yeah, do it. So, yeah, I'm hoping that uh, there's something checked, similar. You've checked several boxes. Yeah, I'm so hoping right. something similar with Doctor Strange, where they are like, "Look, we think that there's something valuable for you to do in this movie. We've got this pitch for what the who this character is, and we think you should, you know, maybe even like we didn't realize maybe the first movie didn't do a lot of justice there, but we can do better or something. Yeah. That's what you want to feel really like do, is happening, right? I really do hope that a conversation started with like, "Okay, we're sorry." Yeah, exactly. <laughs> we're sorry. Yeah, and you know, here's what we got. Uh, as for this episode, uh, Doctor Strange absorbing all of the angry, angry demons. Fascinating. Creepy. Uh, yeah. I yeah. liked the way this worked. I liked, I really expected good Doctor <laughs> Strange. Gnome. The gnome just Poor did gnome. it for me. The, no, the gnome was <laughs> the, the angry yeah. gnome that then gets really scared. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> right. Yeah. Yeah. I really liked it. I, it's like you I, care. You care a little. You're like you're a little bit like, oh no, not a gnome. Although he's an angry gnome. Oh no, he looks <laughs> scared. <laughs> like, you go through a little bit of a journey there. Yeah. yeah. Uh, did you expect good Doctor Strange to win? Yes. Oh, yeah. yeah. One hundred percent. Yeah. yeah. Even though it made no sense, it's like okay, this guy's been working for hundreds and hundreds of years to absorb all of this power. Right. Like yeah. he's clearly outclassed. Sure. Uh, right. Right. I mean, but he wanted his like heart to win. Oh, but he's got heart. He he understands. He's going to get him to let go of the past and realize the error of his ways. Mm-hmm. And the answer is no. He's going to get eaten. <laughs> I sort of, yeah. in a it's way, weird. Uh, it is weird. <laughs> well, but I, ki- I kind of like it. <laughs> in a way, it is akin to the uh, Legends episode that we watched, where uh, Constantine sort of just goes off the rails and in uh, pursuit of power slash. Drug addiction, sort right. of. Except I was I was expecting that, and it didn't. It you know this didn't drag on well, for that. That also works five with episodes. That's very much a John Constantine trait. Whereas I don't think we expect yeah. Doctor Strange to be. He's arrogant, but he's not. He, he, not evil's not quite the right word, but like he's not stupid. <laughs> He's arrogant, but he's not got that same sort of like bastardy quality to him that Constantine does. Yeah. The thing is, this is a character who has gone uh, to great lengths uh, to A, which is based on the movie. I think he's uh, overly invested in a relationship that I don't think he had any <laughs> real 
interesting. Mm-hmm. Maybe uh, in that universe not, he did. Maybe, yeah. But <laughs> I think that's what he has to go that's with. The, yeah. That's, yeah. yeah, that that's yeah. the thing we got to let go. But also, uh, I mean, he gets addicted to drugs in order to uh, sort of somehow come back to to the love of his life, right? Like he he uh, he embraces escapism with a fantasy that he can recapture the love that he had. And it's a fallacy, and he finds himself trapped in his own cage, which is the ultimate end point for any addict. And that's deep and weird, and it's a it's a cartoon. Uh, but I think that's basically the point of the story, right? Like you can find yourself uh, literally chasing the dragon, or the many tentacled <laughs> beast in mm. this case, in 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 order to, to you know try to achieve uh, a feeling that you had or, or, or something that, that, that you'd lost. And uh, it's a dark episode. Yeah. Real dark. Yeah, I, I kind of like uh, that. They did it well. I, I kind of like that. It's a thing where everybody keeps telling him this, right. you can't change this. It is impossible. Yes. You cannot change this. And he's like, I'm not going to listen. I'll find a way around. Right. Like in a way that we expect our heroes to, but in the end, in the end it was like, no, it was really not possible. And it was yeah. bad. <laughs> Like, well, it's listen not to those people. It's not possible because not, not just forget the mechanics of magic. It's not possible because he keeps reinvesting in his like I got a miracle cure, right? It uh, he's going down the wrong path, and people are trying to tell him that like, look, you're gonna have to just accept this, and he refuses to, and it pushes him further and further away from where he needs to be. Right. Right. And it's an analogy to any of us, you know, who have struggled with, like, letting go of things in the past, right? Because we none of us can travel through time at all in that direction, as far, unless you guys are holding out on me. Uh, and, you know... I, yeah, I mean, I could re-edit last week's show, if you want. <laughs> I'm le- I let it go. I'm Make done. the ratings good. <laughs> I, I could do that. Uh, but I won't tamper with the past. I mean, I, don't know. I think I think it is a, there's a, I think what you're saying, and I agree with you, is that there, there's like a, there's a thematic thing that applies to all of us yes. here, right? And I, and I yeah. think that's where this yeah. really works, is it's this idea of becoming stuck in the past and not letting go. And that's fundamentally the point, right? Right. Like the, um, the decision point in this episode, if there is one is the strange who decides I'm not going to wallow in going back to the past. It was a little unclear to me exactly, you know, because we talked in the recap, you mentioned like she splits him, she blasts him. And that's when she apparently split him, which made me wonder if he tried to do all that stuff. And then she like knocked him out, uh, you know, of the past or whatever. And he's like, well, all right, maybe I should, that's the point at which he decided to walk away. Um, It does not entirely cut like that, but it is, that was kind of where I felt like the decision point was for the choice was his choice was to either stop living in the past or to dwell on the past. I'm not sure it matters, uh, in the, uh, the bifurcation of the character, uh, when it happens, when it's realized, Mm. when he's cognizant of it is sort of irrelevant to the story that's being told. Right. Uh, and I think the, the reveal of the, sort of splitting him into two is I don't know, maybe it's like a moment of clarity in his uh you know struggle. Mm. Uh but yeah, I, I don't 
I don't know if it matters. I That's like fair. the I like the way it fell in uh, the story beats. We saw a bunch of stuff. We built up with this guy. We're like, okay, I guess this is going to succeed. But it seems like you're compromising a lot. And then just as we sort of reached that crescendo, we got to like, oh, wait, you, you got split in two and you are the uh, sort of the, the, the bad guy is the most fixated on, quote unquote, solving a problem, which doesn't work. And the good guy is, uh, you know, f- accepting a situation that he can't change and, and willing to let that go. Yeah. Uh, and when that happened in the timeline, I don't think it matters because we're, we're presented with the story in a way uh, that communicates to us. And uh, I think they did a really, really good job on that. I, I really, really appreciated sort of the way they laid everything out. It does make me wonder how the, if there are tie-ins with, there's a thematic, again, resonance sure. with that yeah. and the uh, Spider-Man trailer that we've now seen, right? Yeah. Where it's like, mm-hmm. it's about Peter trying to change the past in some ways. Yeah, that's right. true. Uh, yeah. It makes you wonder, and, like, uh, maybe this strange needs to learn that lesson. <laughs> Well, yeah, and, the, not, and yeah, the tentacle yeah, monster. Yeah. He's right? not changing the past, and it's not a fixed point. But I mean, you know, it's, yeah. Yeah. meddling. It's meddling. It's meddling. Yeah. Yes, for sure. Well, I, the tentacle. Wait, no, the Spider-Man tra- trailer. He's. It's unclear exactly what they're doing, but they're trying to change something that happened. Sounds like, hey, let's wipe the minds of everybody in the whole world. Yeah, which also bad. Yeah. Don't do that. Although he said, although he says he's changing reality, so I don't. Who knows? Yeah, who knows? It it's magic. Uh, it's, you know, I wanted to ask whatever it wants to be. Did you guys have? Uh, did you guys think the tentacle monster was the same one from the Captain Carter episode? I did. I definitely. Yeah. Did. Yes. Yeah. 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 I did it, mention that. Okay. I I just I said, I, it, I said it looked like the thing from the first. Episode. Yeah. Yeah. I yeah. I think uh, some people were. I saw some disagreement about that, but I feel like if you're going to put two tentacle monsters, they're probably sure, the same one. Right. Right. Uh, no. Yeah, okay. Don't put two. Uh, it would be the dumbest thing. There's one tentacle monster, and <laughs> there's only one. His name is George, and he lives in a dimension that's beyond the stars. <laughs> and okay. And he just wants to be left alone. <laughs> just leave the guy alone. Well, also, this is a billion dollar plus company. <laughs> <laughs> they they're know, they know gonna, from tentacle monsters. They're not going to confuse you with eight models of tentacle monster. This is not <laughs> Apple in like the nineties. You know, like, well, you, do you want your centrist tentacle monster? Do you want your quad right. tentacle monster? <laughs> yeah, six eighty eight or yeah, whatever it is. Sure. Six, you know, six eight hundred monsters. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I need uh, one of every tentacle monster. <laughs> uh, should we rate this one? Sure. Yeah. Who wants to go first? Uh, me yes <laughs> i don't know yeah i'm gonna i'm giving it a biff it's not the strongest biff um you know it's it's b probably a b biff it's a weak, uh, weak wow. biff because <laughs> uh because i i enjoyed it overall and i think it does raise some good themes um i, I felt like it it made some weird assumptions that didn't seem to jive with what you know was what we know in the universe that we know of um, and then it ended weirdly, mm-hmm. uh, which was good and bad, I guess. I don't know. I mean, that was, I thought that was surprising. Um, but, uh, but I enjoyed it and I, uh, that's it. I don't, I don't know where to end. <laughs> Guy. Compelling. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> You're trying to make me mad at you too now? Is that- <laughs> uh, Maybe I don't know. I, th- I I think I may thrive on conflict. So uh, yeah, yeah. Poss- possibly true. Uh, no, I I really enjoyed this one. Um, it p- 
paid off sort of the concept of what what if could be. Uh, you know, the first few were great. I really love them. I I think my favorite is probably still the the uh, Captain Carter thing. Uh, you need to establish the premise, as Dan was saying, and then you can start expanding. Uh, the previous episode, killing all of the Avengers, cool. That definitely set you up for like, okay, things are going to be different. And this episode was bleak. And, uh, you know, those what-if comics were often kind of bleak, like things would go bad. Um, I do think it asks you to proceed, uh, you know, from a set of evidence that's not in fact. Like the, mm-hmm. his relationship is not that. And the premise is that what if he loved, lost the love of his life? And I'm like, I don't, I don't know who that is. That's him. That is literally <laughs> him. That, and he did. His hands. Right. He right. loved being an arrogant jackass, and mm-hmm. he loved his ability to do his work. And he was so self-absorbed that, yeah, like losing his ability, uh, his motor control over his hands, uh, lost him the love of his life, which was... Uh, uh, sort of the basis of his arrogance. Uh, obviously, there's a whole bunch of uh, mental acuity there and, you know, knowledge, but, you know, his ability to actually perform the task that he thought he was, uh, you know, the best in the world at it. At the same time, uh, I really, really like this episode because I think it stretched things further than we've seen before. Uh, I liked the notion of losing at the end, like the good guy loses and we find our hero, uh, uh, like the good, the person we've followed through all of this trapped in a reality of their own creation. And I think that's not a story you could tell in any other medium. Mm-hmm. Uh, I don't think it's something you can put on screen. I don't, you know, you want your good guy to win or just have a chance of winning. Genre. Sorry. Sorry. Yeah. Like for this genre, for, you know, superhero stuff. For Marvel. (laughs) Yeah. Well, yeah. And I, and I, I admire them for having done that. And for that, uh, I just want to, it's a biff. It's a really, I mean, they they lose, they lose in Infinity War, but you know, there's another movie. Right. Right. (laughs) Well, yeah. (laughs) A year later. So you're like, okay. I mean, they lost now, but they'll win tomorrow. It's it's the end of Empire, right? It's the, Mm -hmm. it's the downbeat. But this is, this is it pretty much as far as we can tell. Mm -hmm. Right. Spidey and T'Challa and Black Panther get ghosted or whatever, blipped, whatever we're calling it. And you're like, okay, that is about $3 billion worth of profit. And we know they're coming back. So don't, like, don't do that. But this felt like a a legitimate attempt to tell a story about a guy that went off the rails and went too far. He's an escape. He's, he thinks he can control everything. And when he learns that he can't, he gets into it, uh, uh, a rut trying to do so fueled by the escapist notion of uh you know effectively drugs or alcohol or magic uh sort of like we, what we saw with constantine and i i appreciated that they, they you know they they try to tell that story and that's 
fascinating to me. So yeah, it's a it's a biff. Yeah, I agree with Guy. Actually, I think I think it's a biff. I mean, I I think for all the reasons he just described, I like that they took a big swing here, even if it's something that made me uncomfortable. And I felt mm-hmm. like you know, oftentimes I rewatch. I don't these. like being. I don't like being uncomfortable. I, I know you don't. That's why you wear <laughs> Mac Weldon. No, sorry, they're not a sponsor. <laughs> oh I got my no, God. It's true. Uh, <laughs> it's true though. Uh, but I I like. <laughs> I like that they were willing, and I think, Guy, you nailed it by saying like this, they really can't tell this story in any of the other, like, in the rest of this franchise. There's really no other opportunity to tell a bleak story or, you know, Mm -hmm. frankly, close to, like, flat-out horror uh, in some ways uh, Mm -hmm. than doing it on this show. And that's kind of what the amazing thing about What If is, is that you can just say yeah let's do something let's have dr strange like yeah, split into right. two and the bad version wins you're like what we can't do they don't what we can uh <laughs> i i i often rewatch these but i i i didn't rewatch this because i was like i actually don't think i can watch that again like it was a little <laughs> knowing where it is going i feel a little bit more like i really i liked it i appreciate what they did i don't necessarily feel the need to rewatch it but yeah. i I absolutely appreciate everything about that. It does have some weak points in establishing that relationship, which, as we've all said, uh, feels like it was from a different universe. Um, I enjoyed that they got, uh, you know, a lot of people back to do not a lot of, I mean, Rachel McAdams gets arguably more to do here. Oh yeah, in the movie. yeah, really. I mean, uh, Benedict Wong. I wish I I like Wong a lot, and I wish we'd had a little more time with him. Uh, Tilda Swinton gets a lot of time. Tilda Swinton came back. You got Tilda Swinton yeah. to do your cartoon. That's amazing. Um, I love it. And uh, yeah, I don't know. It's a weird one. I feel like uh, I know the zombie episode is floating out there too. And now I yeah, have a lot more feelings. To me like, at some point, like, is bringing her back going to create the zombie universe? I don't know. But like, I'm I'm a little wary now, right? Because now we've yeah. established well, it this idea. Like it. it didn't seem like it because they they destroyed that universe. Sure, that universe but is, I guess yeah. uh, what I'm saying is I'm a little wary now that we've established the premise of look, we can tell a story in which things are not going to end the way that you expect them to. Mm-hmm. To know that with five more episodes of this, we could be in store for some dark stuff. Like there could yeah, be true. some interesting true. choices, and I. I honestly have no idea. I literally have well, no are, idea. Those are all getting Alex's from me, man. <laughs> <laughs> More likely, I will. I will lightly biff them. You will. Let- <laughs> that sounds I like, think a reviews but like fine. maybe we'll, we'll Alex. Uh, anyways, I thought I thought this one gets a biff. I think it was it was fascinating and intriguing. Uh, you know, I I think I feel a way. I never watched the movie um, Requiem for a Dream. <laughs> but I feel the way that people describe that movie to me, which is that movie is really good, but I never want to see it again. <laughs> I think this is this is not anywhere close no, to the but, world of Requiem for a Dream. But it's uh, very cute that you think that. <laughs> no, I, I. But I definitely feel like I've watched some movies that are are dark and unpleasant at times that I think are really well yes, made. I understand. Yeah, I know, uh, I know. and I was like, yes, yeah, it's really good. I just don't want to watch that again. Uh, yeah. But there you go. I feel like uh, it's a little bit more close to like the thing. Fair the enough. John Carpenter. The John Carpenter okay. movie. Yeah. Oh, because the the monster becoming a monster. Well, I mean, a little bit, but but a little bit that, but just also like you know. Anyway, I don't want to give. I don't want to give away a forty uh, yeah. year old. Movie. There you go. I uh, I don't know if we know what next week's episode is of What If. I think there are often 
a trailer popping around at some point, but it may be too early for that. I did see that before the this this episode came out, I did see a trailer online somewhere that at least showed Doctor Strange, but I didn't watch it. Uh, so we'll see. Um, we've also got uh, Shang-Chi comes out this weekend. I don't know if you guys are yeah. going to see it. I'm not, not sure if I'm going to see it. Uh, I'm so tempted. I'm fully I vaccinated. I'm tempted, but I don't think I'm going to do it. I know. I, I I'm going to look at... It's killing me. It's really... Well, it's not killing me. It's and it's 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 doing the exact opposite of killing me. But like, yeah, yeah. I would really, really, really love to re-engage with the world, and uh, I'd like to give my money to that movie. Looks fun, right? Uh, I just I don't necessarily want to advocate for that. Yeah, I uh, I am gonna sort of play it by ear and see if I can find a showing where there's not a lot of people going, and I might then go, but I'm not committed to it. So. And it's sad because there's a 45-day window on it. So we'll see. I'm very curious to see if it underperforms its opening weekend. I'm I, curious to see if they'll backpedal, but I, I think that's something whole... going. I saw, I saw an article yesterday saying that they that's a lot of people were expecting it to have like the best box office. <laughs> yeah, it probably will, like, honestly. Which, yeah, something like like expected 90 million in the first weekend. I, like, I think just, it will do very well sales. because most people are still not making good decisions yeah uh, well yeah see, and, that's the problem and i right? think that uh i think there is if it had not been for the whole scarlett johansson lawsuit i think they might have considered trying to put it on disney plus but because of that i think they definitely will not <laughs> maybe oh yeah so well wait yeah, that would make a, a lawsuit well, there, I there, are other, there are other you know ways around that you know you don't sure. have to put it on, <laughs> on streaming and then not pay your right your leads. also true exactly he's exactly. probably he's that, probably not as simu liu is probably not as uh high a paycheck as scarlett johansson either no it, i guess no probably no not. i'd like to yeah that that's it like the negotiation there was going to be like well we're going to do this and yeah, it, it, it's not not to get into your, your other show, but that's like Apple telling developers what the news <laughs> is. Like, okay, this is the new deal. I say, like, okay, I guess. Right, so I guess the old deal. happening now. Yeah. Uh, well, we we may talk about that at some point. We'll see. Uh, but we'll definitely be back next week to talk about the next episode, the finale of Legends. Uh, the next episode of Star Girl. Next episode of What If. So that should be a lot of fun. Um, and as always, I will remind you. That you can go buy shirts, uh, fantastic <laughs> shirts that John Moltz has created expressly for you. That's correct. Go over and to there's the, so many of them. Yeah, there's more, <laughs> and I assume only more to come. Can I have an evil Doctor Strange cape? Is that in the? <laughs> no, sorry, I make, forgot to I mention. Think, I'll have to check. I'll have to check Cotton Bureau, but I don't think they make capes. <laughs> that's a shame. I forgot to mention yeah, that yeah, one that's... of my high points of this episode was the cape versus cape fight. Which I think was that, yeah, fantastic. Yeah, it was the best. Like (laughs) the bad cape is blocking them, and then (laughs) yeah, yeah, the way they're like going back, dancing around each other. (laughs) Yeah, there was not a a ton of humor in this episode. So every little bit where they did have a like a smidge of it, it was really really well apportioned. The good cape, like uh, basically get like jumping in front of a bullet. Yeah, I was like, oh my god, not the cape. I was so upset. (laughs) Yeah, I was. Yeah, that's the. It's like killing the dog, right? Yeah, right. Or it's like yeah. that scene in Aladdin when the carpet gets shot. <laughs> mm. <laughs> it's a lot like the carpet. Uh, 
But to, to finish the, the shirt thought, go to cottonbureau.com and search on BiffCast <laughs> if you want to find the shirts. Buy some shirts. Uh, and we'll be back next week. Of course, I would like to thank my fantastic co-hosts who are just beacons of uh, sunshine and optimism. John <laughs> Moltz, thanks for being here. I die in front of an energy blast. Dive in front of an energy blast. Either of you guys. Oh wow, that's that's actually really nice. That's like the nicest thing anybody's ever said. <laughs> Guy English, always a pleasure. Same, except the fact that he changed it from die to die. <laughs> well, see, that's the feels, feels feels like feels like when it's he also- said it. He got less committed to the <laughs> notion. Also, I, I also clarified energy blast because right. neither of you is ever going to have an energy blast than I am. <laughs> right. You don't know that. Yeah. It could happen. So I, I, you know, I, yeah. I, we'll I really, yeah. You're not the and boss of me. Around, you know. <laughs> no, I just really admire the way you constrain a circumstance that will never happen <laughs> and yet right. still want to walk away feeling great about yourself look i'm not gonna dive in front of a bullet but i'll drive you to the hospital afterwards <laughs> i wanted you guys to feel good about me <laughs> i swear to god if one of us gets b- bucked off that gray whale that we're riding i will catch you excellent well thank you um did you have something you want to say yeah sorry i'm no, sorry i'm it's sorry fine. i was mean to you last it's, week you weren't I, it's I love fine you and i'm so very 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 glad that you're back i really really am it's good to uh, be back i miss talking about yeah. super shows with you and that's the most frustrating thing always Jeff, it's really when james you, we don't like yeah. <laughs> that's not true at all that's not true well, that's I mean, not true if at you all. if you liked a, him you'd release that episode you recorded with him <laughs> it's whoever it's whoever's not on the podcast that's what you oh my god I, I, sorry, sorry. Uh, you're so mad at me you're so mad me i i miss the show i the the worst thing about listening to a show when i'm not on is i want to talk to you guys about it and i can't yeah. so i'm always like let's say something here but i can't because yeah. you're recording but i'm sure many of our an hour and a half yeah i'm sure most of our readers have that <laughs> thought as well uh and we'd like to thank them as always for checking out the transcripts and uh supporting us supporting the show we really appreciate it, it means a lot to us thanks we'll see you next week Dun 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 d